1: Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, overseas rugby clubs line up to sign participants at the World Rugby Pacific Combine and it's knockout time in the OFC Champions League football competition. But first, the Hong Kong Sevens is upon us, with Fiji attempting to win a record-extending fifth consecutive men's title. Fast-improving Samoa might also fancy their chances of a fourth Hong Kong crown, But the biggest prize on offer is in the qualifier events, where 12 men's and 12 women's teams will compete for a permanent spot on next year's World Series. Papua New Guinea competing in the women's competition for the third year running, while the Cook Islands men also came up short last season. Tonga ended a five-year absence from the World Series by competing at the Hamilton and Sydney tournaments earlier this year. Team manager Richard Whiteman believes that experience puts them in good stead as they bid to make their World Series return a permanent one.
0: Just about all of the team hadn't played at that level before. Um, And we always said our end goal was obviously going to Hong Kong in the qualifier. Um, What's great about this World Sevens series is that every year they have a promotion relegation. And if you get to Hong Kong and we play in the qualifier, um, you get that opportunity to go up. If you win the qualifier, you you, you become a core member. So key things we wanted to get out of Hamilton and Sydney were, hey, look, the level that you're playing at, um, the intensity... You know, it's full on over a couple of days, you know, and to actually get some confidence with, you know, knocking over three core teams over those two tournaments, you know, to get a win against France, you know, a win against uh, Kenya and a win against Japan, um, was, was excellent. So that sort of helped build the confidence but also Showed the team, you know, how tough it is at that level.
1: And uh, Richard, since then, obviously you have those wonderful opportunities, Hamilton, Sydney, but then you have a, a bit of a gap uh, before Hong Kong. Uh, you know, almost two months. So, how how do you keep? How have you been able to keep that momentum, or have you been able to keep that momentum?
0: What's been really great is we actually uh, linked up with the New Zealand Sevens, and they've been brilliant. So we actually managed to play a tournament with New Zealand Sevens. So we had a two day tournament. The key focus for them was promoting women's rugby. And they had about five countries play poker, but they invited us along and ourselves and uh, New Zealand a couple of weeks ago played uh, five games over two days at uh, International Sevens Rules. So we couldn't have better preparation, you know, with that. Uh, so I think that, that's really helped, and that's allowed the boys to keep really focused, preparing for that, you know, a couple of weeks out before going to Hong Kong.
1: So in terms of the final squad that has been selected, are there many changes from the team that went on those World Series legs?
0: Look, if you take into account the Oceania and those two legs, you know, we've got three players that'll be debuting that weren't part of it, uh, you know, we've had a couple of um, young guys uh, put their ha- put their hands up to say, "Hey, I need to be selected on this tour." So we've got some new talent coming through, but the majority of the squads played in either. Oceania tournament, the Hamilton 7s or the
1: Sydney 7s. And uh, obviously the Hong Kong qualifier, you know, as you say this is the big one and for some reason be it Tonga, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea the teams that are usually at that event uh, it seems to have always been a step too far to to get that solitary uh, core spot that's on offer. Um, Why do you think it is so challenging?
0: One of the tough challenges is actually the short turnaround and preparation that you have. Like, You don't know whether you're going to go until you've actually played the Oceania 7s tournament. So quite often, you know, that leaves a very short window. And it's just getting the squad together and preparing, you know, that can be a challenge because you've got to bring people from all over the place together. And it's just as tough, you know, in that tournament, you know, it's down to, there's only one team that goes through it. If you look at it, you've got Ireland that are hugely competitive. They'll be sort of one of the teams that would be favoured to win. They played in the London Sevens last year and actually made the uh, semifinals of the World Series. So we know they're going to be a challenge. You had Russia that were on the the whole series last year, uh, you know, you've got the size of Germany, Chile, who threw with South Africa recently in one of the World Series tournaments. Yeah, it's, it's extremely tough. You've got to be ready for every game. You can't really be off for one game.
1: And then, of course, from your from your perspective, for Tonga, I think two years ago was your last time at the qualifier. You lost to Uganda and Germany, and and, and beat Jamaica. This time around, you've got Zimbabwe first up, who. We're also quite impressive, I think, in those first two uh, rounds of the World Series, Dubai and Cape Town. Uh, the Philippines, I'm not too sure where they're at. I don't know if you guys know much about them. In and, and Hong Kong, obviously, they'll be at home, and uh, you know they've got a lot of uh, resources uh, behind them. Hong Kong and their 15-a-side team have done pretty well recently as well, so uh, no doubt they'll have no stone unturned in their preparation.
0: Oh, no, exactly. You know, Zimbabwe obviously played in those first two tournaments, you know, in uh, Dubai and Africa, and, you know, we've had a bit of a look at them, Certainly, uh, they play very similar to the Kenyans. You've got Hong Kong. Certainly, you've got a strong sevens program. Home of World Sevens, a lot of people would still say. You know, we don't know a lot about the Philippines. There's not a lot of footage you can see on them. But, you know, all, all we've got to be switched on is you can't take your mind off any game because it's not just about um, winning in those. The way the pools work too, you've actually, it's your points for and against whether you're ranked one to eight when it comes to the playoffs. So, obviously, you want to, want to be one. So, it's, you know, you've actually got to take every opportunity and you, you just can't um, relax at any stage because it's a format that's not around in a lot of other tournaments. It's, it's actually quite critical to put points for and against um, on the on the board, not just actually get the win when you're playing those three qualifier games as well.
1: Yeah, because it's, uh, it's the, the top two in each pool and then the two best third-place teams, is that right?
0: Correct, yes. And then it's ranked one to eight. So they'll have the, the winner's style of each of the pools, though, obviously, and the one that's, obviously got the, higher, the better points for and against, we'll end up one, second one will be second, the second one third. So obviously if you get that top spot, you play the eighth-ranked team of the qualifiers. So that's obviously where you'd like to end up. But at the end of the day, you've got to win all, all games because you've got to see in the final. And The key thing we're just focusing on is just being awake at all moments and their mental toughness. You just can't switch off at any stage in the, in the sevens and this tournament in particular.
1: That's the Tonga Sevens team manager, Richard Whiteman. More than half of the players who attended the World Rugby Pacific Combine attempted to earn professional contracts overseas. 26 players from Fiji, Samoa and Tonga participated in the week-long combine in Suva last month, which aims to give them an insight into a week in the life of a rugby professional. The former Waratahs coach Chris Hickey returned for a second year in charge of the combine squad, he says the likes of Flying Fijians halfback Frank Lomani are in high demand from professional clubs.
2: Frank's a really good example because uh, yeah, he came into the combine last year and then from there he's really accelerated his development now, as you say, to a top level player. On, on the other end, there, there are younger players there who we believe do have potential and um, some of them may pick up contracts and, and those that don't. We want them to go back home to their island and, and, and work hard and come back next year and perhaps uh, with that development they'll be then ready for a professional contract.
1: So the players that took part, were they nominated by their own national unions?
2: The squad for the Combine is selected on performance in the Pacific Challenge. Obviously we do consult with Tonga and Samoa and Fiji about, with their coaches about the players they feel would be uh, capable of performing in the combine, but the actual selections are made on the players' performances during the Pacific Challenge.
1: And uh, have you noticed in the last couple of years, because obviously the Pacific Challenge or the national A-teams, or tonga they've you know consistently played each other each year and, and obviously there are various competitions at that level that they do get to feature in sometimes. They've played the, the development teams in Super Rugby in the past as well. Um, but, you know, yeah. with with the Indrua establishing themselves in the last couple of years, obviously playing at that uh, effectively a professional level, albeit a, a short-term competition, and, and obviously yeah. winning it last year, have you noticed a, a leap in, in, in maybe w- w- what's coming out of Fiji? Because some of these players have you know really you know, had that exposure to an even higher
3: level.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. There's no doubt about uh, that, that the Indrua is a great step forward for, for Fiji rugby. But uh, before the drill was in place, you know, Fiji had some good academy programs in place and a lot of the players like Frank Lamani, and uh, Ronnie Mao and, and players who are coming through now, yeah, you know, started in that academy system probably uh, four years ago. And now they're showing the benefits of, of having a strong academy system. That's something that, uh, world rugby would like to, to, to try and do a similar thing and, uh, Tonga and Samoa and and provide that development pathway for the players on the island.
1: How much of it comes down to opportunity? Because, you know, everyone talks about the raw talent in the Pacific and you see it in the NRL, you see it in Super Rugby, you see it over in yeah. Europe and uh, the academies that, uh, you know, jump on those players, be it with uh, good reasons in mind or, or cynical reasons in mind, um, you know, the talent yeah. and the, 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 the players are there. Um but sometimes they don't have that platform to, to take it to the next level.
2: No, look, that's right. It is, it is about opportunity. And, and one of the things that we're trying to achieve from the combine is to provide that opportunity for for players from the islands to, to, to gain professional contracts so that they can then train full-time, um, obviously earn, earn a salary, and develop their rugby. Um, from last year's combine, We've managed to place uh, 14 players so far into professional contracts around the world. And we're hoping that we might be able to achieve something like that with the the current group as well. We have a lot of interest from overseas um, uh, in Europe, Australia, New Zealand and now America with its professional league. And it's a real opportunity for these young players to get into a professional program and develop their game um, because of the Pacific Challenge, they're all capped for their country, which means that um, you know if they're going to play Test football, it's going to be for Tonga or Fiji or Samoa, uh, not another country. And um, yeah, so that's where the opportunity comes for these these young players.
1: What about off the field? Because obviously there's that opportunity to to express themselves on the field and, as you say, potentially earn a contract, but. Uh that, that other stuff in terms of uh, you know, how they get themselves in the right shape for, for rugby or you know sometimes dealing with those um, contracts and whatnot can be a, you know, a niggly business as well to ensure that they make the right decisions for themselves and their families.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, one of the things that we work hard to try and place players is, is not just get them a, a contract but to get them a contract in the right place where there's going to be support for them um, and to that end, Aidan Clark from the Pacific Rugby Players does a great job of ensuring that, uh, that the contracts are suitable for the players and then making sure that uh, all the details are in place so that the player has a smooth transition and, and you know, has the opportunity to focus on, on developing their game.
1: And so last year, I think it was 30 players, 23 and under. Was that the same case this time?
2: So the Pacific Challenge is now basically an under-23 competition. Um, each uh, team is allowed up to five exemptions. Um, and I think this year the most exemptions were four. Um, so it's, it's really focusing on that next generation of players that are coming through. And in many ways... Um, you know, it's not about this year's World Cup, but it but it is about the World Cup in 2023. And if we can um, get more players off the island in professional programs, and keep them developing, then it just increases the depth of the player base for all those countries uh, come the World Cup in 2023.
1: That's the World Rugby Pacific Combine head coach Chris Hickey. It's knockout time in the OFC Champions League football competition with eight teams in action this weekend vying for a semi-final berth. New Zealand's nine-times champions Auckland City host Totti City FC from Papua New Guinea in the first quarter quarter-final clash on Saturday afternoon. It'll be the third meeting between the teams in the past four seasons and Totti coach Peter Gunemba believes his side have learnt a lot from their past experiences – Including last year's 11 0 quarter final defeat against defending champs Team Wellington.
3: It was a new experience for us. Uh, we haven't played in the you know, quarter finals of the high level competition in the ocean yet, so uh, it was, you know, there were a lot, lot of teams that contributed to our uh, big loss. First of all is our preparation here. It wasn't good because we didn't know exactly how Wellington plays, what type of players are involved. So that is something which didn't really help us because if we should have known the players and come up with strategies and how they play, then I think it would be a little bit better.
1: I suppose it's quite different this year then, isn't it? Because Auckland City is a team that you've... Literally played every year. In 2016, you lost two one in the group stage. 2017, you lost two nil. And of course, oh well, you didn't play them last year. Obviously, you played Wellington. But um, so, so you'd be playing Auckland City again, which is a team that you're a lot more familiar with.
3: That's exactly what uh, you're right. Uh, we should Auckland play. We know how good they are. We have played them before, and uh, I think um, our team, that, uh, City, you know, four years in the Champions League, we learned a lot of things. And that also improve our performance. But one thing good about us is that we have uh, the players been playing in the past years are still in, in the team and they've come together and played together as a uh, unit. So that uh, gives us a little bit of confidence uh, to play against Auckland City. We are familiar with the, our Auckland City players, we know their players. I think this year we played a bit better in our, our group stages. Unfortunately, we didn't make it to the first place. We played only one lead-up match in, the, in, in Papua New Guinea and then went straight to the tournament, but we made it to the first two places. And um, I think now we, we're here playing in our local competition. we played uh, many games, and we are looking forward for the them
1: on Saturday Indeed So a- as you say the uh, National Soccer League has expanded this year everyone's come back together and, and you guys have been in pretty good form locally um, you've also with everyone back together you've been able to strengthen your team as well you've, you've still got the likes of your son Raymond Gunemba, you've still got Nigel Dabanyaba, but the likes of Michael Foster and some other guys that have come in to, to, to strengthen the team uh, that must uh, you know really help do, do you feel like your squad is stronger this season? Yes um, our,
3: squad, our squad is better this this season Every team in Papua New Guinea would like to beat uh, uh, Toti City, but uh, therefore we have to continue to maintain players and get some new players. Uh, we brought in Michael Foster uh, this year to strengthen the team in the midfield and uh, also Emmanuel Iram from Medellin FC. Uh, he's also, you know, boosted our front line. Uh, he didn't play in the group stage, but uh, uh, he will be playing in the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, we missed Albert uh, Beaker you know, the fastest little player on the right wing. Maroon Aramis came in to, you know assist in the uh, front line, uh, Nigel and Raymond. And um, we also have recruited one young uh, boy, Joshua Talau. He's a very good defender. He has also come in to help the fullbacks. Uh We have little. Uh, we have problems with our uh, fullbacks during the group stage, but uh, we have you know, started to fix those areas, weakness areas, or. So, I'm happy with the, with the players that I have now.
1: Peter, what do you expect from Auckland City? Because they uh, did not play in the New Zealand domestic final this week. They actually got beaten by Team Wellington in the semi-finals the week before. So they have effectively had the week off and, and you know, had an extra week to prepare to, to, to face Totti City.
3: Exactly. Um, you know, they're the best team in the Oceania. Yeah? And uh, we have a lot of respect for them. You know, every team uh, wants to beat them. I mean, especially the Oceania teams, uh, Pacific teams. Um, but we went close and that's, that's not guaranteed. But, you know, uh, we, what we are thinking is that they're already confident knowing that uh, they have beaten us twice and even they lose to Wellington, but uh, they're playing a South Pacific team they, uh, You know, they know that they will win this game. But uh, uh, what I've been telling, telling my players is that, you know, they have the confidence, but we will go in here and play our you know, very best. To, you know, we could make history by beating them.
1: That's the Totty City football coach Peter Goodemba and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley as always, thank you very much for listening.